Hey there, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. With every episode, we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how, and grit. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. Let's get started. Well, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. I'm Dr. Jasmine, and I'm so excited that you decided to join me today. This is the online community where we are empowering our faith, and we are living out our works in order to live the courageous life for which God created us. So if you are a woman who is ready to reach the calling you feel within, step into your your power and fulfill your true purpose and destiny in life, this is the place to be, girl. This is the place to be. And if you have not been listening to our episodes, let me let you know that we are on YouTube and we are also on anywhere you listen to podcasts. And so thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, you now have opportunity to support the Girl Go Global podcast. Go reach into that description box and click the link so you can support because we are offering you the type of value that you want to keep hearing and you want to keep supporting. And so thank you, thank you to all those who have already supported us, but we can't do it without you. So please support, join the community and don't forget to subscribe to our email. Subscribe to our email list. We are dropping content. We are dropping devotions. We are dropping inspiration to your inbox. So don't forget to do that. So roll on over to www.girlgoglobal.com and subscribe. I promise you won't be disappointed. And so today I have with me a dynamic global girl. I like to call her my big sister. I also like to call her my mentor in my mind. And I also like to call her a friend. And so it is without further ado that I introduce you to Lisa Jones. She's a seasoned planner with over 20 years of experience in engagement, research, ministry, and management. She is a certified speaker, coach, and trainer, y'all. Her platform has proved influence in the federal government, ministries, youth organizations, and nonprofit organizations. She is equipped and eager to help you reach your full potential and your purpose in life. And so, Lisa, would you please, please, please introduce yourself to the Girl Go Global community? Hi, Dr. Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, my name is Lisa Jones, and I am the Chief Visionary Officer for LTJ Enterprises, Mm. where we believe in pushing you that you will live limitless in all areas of your life, professionally, personally, spiritually, and emotionally and mentally as well. I love that. Mm -hmm. Run that back one more time. What is the name of your business? LTJ Enterprises. Wow, I love that. And I'm so proud of you. We've known each other for quite some time. We've been together. We've been doing life together for a while. Yes, wow, yes. I can't even believe it when we think about it. I don't know how, we don't need to count, but it's been a right. long, long time. <laughs> uh, I think I was definitely in my 20s when we met. Yes, definitely. yes. So, and I think I might have, was I pregnant with Autumn? I think so. Okay, so at least 15 years. At yeah. least. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Um, I have been pleased to grow and learn and just do life with you um, because it's been great. You never know who you need at different moments in your life. And our relationship for me has definitely proven to be invaluable and I cherish it. So thank Thank you. Likewise. Yeah. So thanks for joining me. And we're going to jump right into the conversation because this time we're not talking about me. We're talking about all about you. And the great things that you are doing in your community, the great things you are doing in business, and the great things you are doing because you have done a lot of things, but more importantly, you are living limitlessly. And so, tell (laughs) me a little about 
what you are doing as a certified coach, how you arrived there. And by the way, I want to say that she retired and left me, but we ain't going to go there just yet. Tell us about your business and tell the people what type of services you offer. Okay. Um, uh, LTJ Enterprises is a lifestyle boutique. We believe that if you can live limitless, it'll um, transcend to all areas of your life. So we provide a boutique of services from everything from training to coaching to mentoring, as well as a little event planning. So we have some uh, experience experience with that. Oh, yeah. I love how you join all of your interests together. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't realize, you know, when you started it, that it would be a lifestyle boutique, but I love that. Um, I love the concept. I love what you're doing. And it's almost like a life after it's like a life after uh, retirement. It's like a life after um, divorce, as you will be talking about later. So I love that you have transitioned into doing something that you are deeply passionate about. And so tell us about that. Like, through your business, you are doing all of the things. Um, you're also transitioning and about to do something really, really big. But uh, you transition um, into after divorce, right? You better on yes. yourself. You decided to retire early. And that was not before you separated. So tell us all about, you know, that betting on yourself. What does that mean to you? And where did it come from? Um, Actually, ironically, the term live limitless came from a bag. <laughs> I went shopping at a boutique and on the bag, the word said live limitless. Mm -hmm. So a couple months after that, um, when I was thinking of a name or a tagline for my business, my eyes just focused on that bag. I liked the bag. It was very pretty. And it sat on a bench in my room and I said, live limitless. And then God has started just dropping things in my spirit about how to live limitless, why it's important to live limitless. And that he actually came, he died on the cross. He sent his son so that we could live limitless. A lot of times we do put um, restrictions on our own selves, not only from the external factors, but the internal, we battle with things, particularly as women and not thinking that we can achieve things. And sometimes we stay at a lower level mm. and, a, and, and actually a level of comfortability mm. and not branching out to the life that God has for us. And I know for me, I lived in fear many, many years, many, many years. Wow. Um, and I this was that. the time for me to step out and live limitless, to take that leap of faith. Wow, I love that. And I hadn't thought about it in the way that you have just described, but you're right. God did die on the cross. He lived a limitless life and he, his scriptures tell us how to do, to live that way without boundaries, you know, live boldly for Christ, live, mm -hmm. live pointing people back to Christ. I love that. And I love the way that you've infused your faith within mm -hmm. what you're doing now. Um, That's dope. Yeah. Dr. J, he said he came that we might have life and that more abundantly. That's so that's good. just a whole, it's like a, oh, being in a big ice cream shop, you know, <laughs> 31 flavors. You can pick this, you can pick that. Of course, under his guidance and, and direction and discernment, but that possibilities are limitless, you wow. know, but we stay stuck through fear or low self-esteem or um, what's happened in the past. We live back there when he wants us to go out and conquer those things that he desires for us and even our own personal desires. Yep. That's so good. 
and through your business you're able to infuse your faith so what does that look like um for you um bring it in a bring it on a client to do coaching or training what does that look like that infusion of your faith into everything that you do um well initially just you know work as i work with the clients be it um personal or corporate um I ask them their goals, you know, how can um, I assist you? And then of course, with, um, in some professional environments, you, you know, you may not be able to say God, mm. but you'll be able to um, be more inspirational, motivational um, in that aspect. But it's definitely an underlying theme on the one-on-one -on -one coaching, you know, um, in my initial consultations, I ask about faith, you know, and are they comfortable with, um, praying and reading scriptures, you know, to support them achieving their goals. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. I love that concept. That's so intriguing to me. Um, just the way you've kind of woven it all together. Because I know there are a lot of coaches out there and there's some Christian coaches out there, but just the way that you're infusing it is something that I think is needed and very much so important. So when we yes. think about all of the things that you've accomplished in life, what do you feel like your greatest achievement has been? I would honestly say betting on myself and living limitless. You know, I stayed stuck and I did a workshop recently. And one of the things I shared with um, the ladies at the workshop was that when I was younger, I always got notes sent home that I talked a lot. <laughs> And of course, back then in the day, you know, you got punished for that. But just think if um, my family or teachers had really tapped into that um, desire for me to talk and be expressive, mm -hmm. there's no telling where I would be, you know, if somebody really tapped into that gift and pushed me, you know. So, of course, I, as, as life circumstances happen, I kind of quiet down and went into a, a shell when God was pulling me out. You know, um, as a minister, I would be asked, invited to speak, but fear would say, no, you can get somebody else because I was so fearful and I was judging my, you know, criticizing my own self, judging myself against other people, mm -hmm. you know, but all the while God had, was calling me and asking me to do the job. Mm. So I got to a point where I had to repent and apologize to God for, you know, turning down opportunities and just, um, denying the gift that he gave me wow. and um so now i'm living limitless i apologize for being stuck because of fear you know and there's a phrase that says fear is false evidence appearing real you know i always thought about the what if you know what if the speech doesn't go right or what if somebody asks you a question you can answer and all of that and to and, and in all actuality that's not even real sometimes you know because that's things may not even happen Right. You know, but if you stay limit, limited in that thinking and the fear will cripple you. So I, I'm, I'm coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> and then the Bible says, once you've been converted to go back and strengthen your brethren. So I'm going back for those women who are stuck, you know, mm -hmm. even, even males who don't, don't feel like they can make it or they feel like because they're a certain age that life has passed them by or some who may have decided to make a decision to leave their job and things may not be working out the way they had planned, you know, but you still have a hope and a future in your, in yourself and in Christ. Mm. That's so good. Yeah. That's Thanks. so good. Mm. So if you bet on yourself, 
tell us about that transition you uh from i guess marriage to divorce you know what can you share about your experience there that would encourage another woman to live limitless that was a very very hard decision um as it would be um because you make your vows before god and nobody gets married to get divorced um so I didn't get married to my early 30s. And so that coined the Cinderella bride. You know, I was always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Um, nonetheless, God blessed me and he honored my request to be married. He honored my request to have two kids. And I was active in church and I had the ideal life to others. Um, the nice home, the cars, the kids in private school, all of that. Um, but I was miserable on the inside. I was... Wow not happy. And so I would um, ask God, you know, like, wow, because sometimes we can ask God for things and it'd be his permissive will and not his perfect will. Um, and finally, I got to a point where it, it became too much. And so I asked God, was it okay for me to leave? And he granted me, he said yes. And of course, I fear. I kept going back and forth. Show me a sign. Show me a sign. And he continued to show me signs. Um, and then I took that leap of faith. My main concern was my kids. Um, I didn't want them to be from a, a broken home. I didn't want, um, them to have to go between two homes and all of that. So that was an adjustment for me. Um, and I lived in shame, um, fear, embarrassment, but I had to press past because I knew there was another side. I knew I was going somewhere. I didn't know where, but I knew I was going somewhere. And I knew God didn't save me at the age of 19, me dedicating my life, living for him, for me to be miserable for the rest of my life. That's not the God that I serve. That's not the God that I have a relationship with. Mm. Um, and people didn't understand. Some family members didn't understand. But I had to go with what God told me. Um, and I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad that I did. Yeah. Mm. So how long has it been since you've been divorced? Um, it's almost four years. Okay. And I remember Dr. Jasmine, the feeling that I got one day, um, cause I moved from a single family home to an apartment. And that was another, the thoughts in my mind, you gave up all of this because you, are being selfish you you know this is you you're not even thinking about your kids all of these thoughts I had to battle day in and day out I remember hiding my um left hand because I didn't want people to see that I didn't have my ring on mm. you know I would avoid people in the store that knew of you know of the family you know I didn't want them to ask about my um ex-husband you know wow. so I went through a lot um emotionally but I knew all I had was God you know, I mean, I had a core circle of friends that checked on me, prayed with me and everything, but it was another testament of me and God in that relationship. And I remember once I, one day I was in the apartment and I was looking over outside and I said to myself, I did it. I really did it because I, I made it on my own because the last time I was on my own, I, I didn't have any kids to be responsible for. So it was quite an adjustment. And then my fear was how the kids were going to respond. You know, um, they've adjusted. I mean, I put them in therapy. I was in therapy. Um, but it was always this underlying feeling that they're going to be resentful or they're going to, my son was going to turn to the streets and my daughter was going to do all, all of those ugly thoughts I had to fight. But I knew that um, it was best for all of us. It really was. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. So do you, in hindsight, you said it was best for all of you. Um, what made you know that it was best in, in hindsight? Um, where my kids are, you know, they still maintain their good grades, um, still active. Um, cause I try to co-parent in a healthy manner, you know, just because it didn't work between us doesn't mean that we can't love on the kids that we created that God blessed us with. So, and, um, recently my son went to college and just the conversations that I'm having with him about him, um, seeking God. That let me know that, yeah, I, I did I did something right, you know, because that was a fear that, you know, he was going to turn to the street and all this kind of stuff, you know, and to see that all of those things, again, were fear and they were things planted in my mind by my own self, you know, that was trying to keep me stumped. But, um, yeah, I feel really good about it. I mean, it's nothing to brag about. It's nothing to say, oh, just run out and get a divorce. But. I, I was miserable. I was dying on the inside. And I actually had a holistic doctor tell me that. Wow. Yeah. And so I knew it was a, a do or die, a fight or flight situation. And I had to t- protect me and as well as my, for my mental sanity. You know, they say even on the, um, the plane for you to put on your mask first (laughs) before you try to help others. So I, as as the mother needed to put on my own oxygen mask first before I could be a good mother to my children. You know, the mother that they were used to seeing the mother that would genuinely smile and, and it would joy behind that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when you, you shared with me that this decision you wanted to make and I was just stunned. Like yeah. I thought, I thought you were looking at me and I start crying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was crying. I don't even know why it triggered that emotion just instantly in a way, but I just remember here it is. I have this friend who's always smiling, always seems happy to me on the outside, just mm-hmm. very friendly person. And then I don't know that you're in pain like that. I don't know yeah. that you're this unhappy in this situation and I didn't recognize it yeah so I very well. part of it was that yeah. and then part of it was like dang oh my god yeah I will be moving soon and one of the things that I will miss is 795 because that's where God and I would talk I would he, I would put him in the front seat and we would talk going to work coming home from work running errands so traffic jam, whatever. And that's where I will pour my heart out to him. And so it's kind of bittersweet, you know? Yeah. Wow. But there is life on the after divorce. I yes. Know, um, can you share a couple of tips for a lady right now struggling in that same way you might have been? or having to make this difficult decision is there anything that you can share strategies to help you i did hear you say that you put your children in therapy and that you were also in therapy yes is there anything else um kind of that concept from the airplane put your mask on first put yourself first oftentimes as we as women we think about everybody else what would the people think what would my children think what would the school think all of that stuff put yourself first and be true to yourself and then go with what God told you 
or if he gave you the okay, if he told you to stay, if he told you to go to therapy, if he told you to go to counseling with your spouse or whatever, do that. Go with what God say. Oftentimes we consult or we look for approval from others mm. and it may be contrary to what God is saying to you. And that was my case. You know, um, I came from a family that didn't, my mother didn't believe in divorce and flat out told me. <laughs> so I left the house, needless to say, in tears, but I was confident in that relationship that I had with God. And now she adores my fiance. So it's yeah. like. <laughs> and did we say it again? Fiance. Say, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. So there is life after divorce. Okay? It we sure is. Yeah. We didn't We didn't roll down 795 talking to God. Lord, help me. Lord Jesus. I don't know. And here it is. Yes. And there yes. it is. There is life after. And we're going to get to that. Your fiance and things that you want to share about him and that, all of that. But I'm encouraged that we have someone like you who's experienced it, who has decided to dedicate your, your time now after life after mm -hmm. dedicate your time now where you have a dedicated business just for helping people navigate this space, not only this space, but just life yes. um, in a way that you have some valuable insights that can help them. And so I'm here for it. I love it. Yes. Yes. So life after your next chapter, you just did mention your fiance. So I do think that it is a fine time for us to kind of touch <laughs> on that. Um, so yeah, I was at the engagement and I cried, but yes. these were happy tears. I was just so happy. Oh my God. I loved it. It was just so touching. And it was, I was like, Oh my God, I got to get in here into this building. Cause he might do it today and I don't want to miss it. <laughs> so, and I'm so glad I was there. I mean, you would have thought it was me to bet out. I was crying. I don't even know, but I'm just so happy for you. Um, just in a short time, God has, you know, navigated your space and for you to not only, transition to bigger and better things with your new business um your children are thriving there they had their own life after story but now that you have met someone else and you all engage in preparing a wedding for a wedding can you tell yes. us more about life after what that's like navigating dating after yes divorce you know um I think it's Todd Tribute that says that song that says, you're a man of your word. I think mm -hmm. it is. Oh, is it Maverick City? One of them. And yeah, God is, yeah, he is a man of his word. And I remember um, prior to me, after I, after I separated and going from the apartment, I did purchase another home. And again, the fear, like, oh my God, I got more, I'm going to have a mortgage on my own now. And I had one before, but again, I didn't have any kids. Mm -hmm. And I remember him saying, God's whispering to me, I'm going to take care of you. I've always taken care of you. So I gave my life to God at 19. And here I was 47 going through this. So it was like, yeah, you really have. And he also said to me, um, you're not going to be single long. But I kept that because everybody wouldn't understand that. And that's one of the things that I try to in part to those who are in, in whether in a coaching session or a workshop or whatever is go with what God said. Because if I had told the average person that asked me my story, they would say, Oh, you just, you just want a man or something like that. But he said, you will not be single long. So I met my future husband. <laughs> 
on Facebook in a keto group, which is oh, keto wow. is the low carb, low sugar. And he was, I think the only male in the group and make a long story short, um, the, one of the ladies in the group was making keto bread. And I asked him to, you know, would he mind? She said that he lived closer to this end and he was picking up bread for other people. And I just inboxed him, which is something that wasn't like me and just said, but I figured if he was in this inclusive group. He should be, you know, straight. And I said, do you mind picking up my bread and I'll meet you. And we met at the mall and I actually had my daughter with me. So I was like, thanks. Bye. You know, nothing of it. So then I met him again um, for another order and we shared our stories and then it went ghost for almost like a year. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, because he said he did not want to be, I knew at that point I was transitioning and he said he did not want to be involved or linked to it or anything. And then um, I, um, he, he actually, when we connected again, he asked, he, he asked me out and I kept blowing him off because I was like, no, I am going to be one with myself <laughs> and all of this. And he said, and there was something that he said that, that stuck to me. He said, um, I see you, you going out with all your friends and your children and stuff. He said, I'm not trying to marry you. I just want to take you out. And I was like, oh, clutch my pearls. Like, this is a man that talk back. So fast forward, um, two years later, we've been dating. Um, I've never been treated the way that I've been treated. Um, usually by me, by me being an alpha female, independent, had my own. Um, oftentimes I selected you know, dated guys that wasn't on that level, for lack of a better word. And here I, I met someone that is on that level and who's actually pushing me to live limitless, like mm -hmm. having real straight conversations. Like, girl, I see the potential. I see the gifts. You need to go do it. Stop, stay, as his phrase is, stay out of target and work your business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I fell in love with him as a, as a man, as a believer. Uh, he prays for me um, and we have goals. And, and I like that. I like that. He calls me to the carpet, not let me get away with my mess and likewise. But um, it's possible. And initially I was like, eh, he's okay. He's not my type. And then it's like, you want who God wants for you mm -hmm. because uh, what you need and God sends you what, what you need. Yeah. And it's a combination of what you want and what you need. But a lot of times you we have this checklist um and it could be way off and I know God sometimes probably laugh at us <laughs> like okay yeah. and we yeah. spend we waste time you know but that guy over there he he can treat you right but you don't want him because his shoes are funny or he don't dress cool or whatever right, right. you know we make up this stuff in their mind but when you as the old folks say live a little while you'll see you'll when see. the older you get you start to see those things don't matter whether he got yeah, a six-pack I need a man that can pray for me that can pick up discern that I'm struggling yeah. and will call and say I just want to pray for you yeah huh? <laughs> you know that means more to me than all of that superficial stuff because you're going to get older and things may happen. The body may break down. Who knows? But I want somebody at the end of the day, Dr. Jada could hold my hand. Well, and I got a full head of gray hair. I grade early. Mm -hmm. So I want somebody that see me, see the beauty in me and not the external and say, Oh, that gray hair, you look like you, my mother, I would leave you alone. I don't want anybody like that because we're going to change. 
you know even the bible says that beauty fades yeah I'm and don't get that. me wrong i think i'm a cutie but <laughs> <laughs> and, you and know is, and is yeah <laughs> But I want it, you know, when you go through life, you st- you start to put things in perspective. I wanted somebody that could call on God on my behalf. How about that? Yeah. 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 And that's I what I that, And I love that for you. Yeah. 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 So what's different? You know, you, you learned some life lessons. You went through a marriage that was not successful. You did have two beautiful children. What did you learn out of that marriage that lets you know what you were looking for in this particular marriage, um, forthcoming marriage? I would, what I learned is be true to yourself. I think, I think I know that I lost myself in my marriage. And when I knew I wasn't happy, I turned my attention to the kids, you know, all the activities and sports and all that kind of stuff and coordinating Easter outfits. And I mean, just uh, uh, everything, just uh, the outer. And meanwhile, I was neglecting the inner, the inner Lisa and what Lisa really wanted and, um, and what really Lisa really needed, mm. you know, Cause so long we're as, as women or as strong people, whether it's a male or female, we learn to operate. And sometimes we operate on fumes, you know, and we're afraid to say I'm hurting. We're afraid to let people know what's really going on because they're so used to us being strong. They're so used to you being a prayer warrior. And how can you, you know, somebody that go before God on behalf of people, how could that happen to you? So all of those things, but when you're true with, to yourself, you're like, mm, this is not working. You know, whatever it is, um, whatever phase you are in life, you know, be true to yourself. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. So your next chapter, your next chapter involves well, a lot. Things, <laughs> doing things with your business, but tell us what can we expect from you next? You know, you're preparing to get married, but anything else with your business or anything you want to share? You know, I had an epiphany the other day um, as a, as a business owner, you know, you have to go out and basically um, negotiate, advocate, sell, you know, the services that you can offer. And I think in my, I think I know in my previous career, a lot of times um, if a supervisor or a team leader or manager wasn't crazy about me, I would second guess myself. I would second guess the the gifts and talents that I have. Um, And now that I'm out on my own and even the simplest things that I put together gets a favorable reaction. And I'm like, you're kidding me. I lived stuck all those years, second guessing myself. You know, I'm not saying you don't fine tune your skills and all of that kind of things, but living in a box um, instead of living limitless. I spent a lot of years doing that. So what's next for me is taking the, throwing the lid off the box, <laughs> trashing it, kicking it, and just going for what God has for me. And I know um, that it's limitless. I've heard a, a pastor say, we have more gifts than we have time. So it is my goal to use those gifts with the time God has given me yes. and use all of them that when I get to heaven, that he, I'm, I'm empty. <laughs> I'm like, I caught up God. <laughs> all those years that I lived in fear, I got it. I got it. You know, and um, that, is, that is my goal. That's what's next. So 
of course, doing more workshops, speaking, training, coaching, and um, and and doing some podcasts. So just whatever God has for me, um, that's what I want to be. That's where I want to do, and that's where I want to be. I yep. love that. Yep. And I love that for you. Thank you. You're so kind, so encouraging, and you're always um there for other people. And I'm thankful that you've decided now to show up for yourself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thank mm. you. Yeah. Well, I've been talking to Miss Lisa Jones, and she is a limitless speaker, coach, and trainer. <laughs> and she is doing all of the things. She has bet on herself. She she has a life after all of the things, and she is writing her own next chapter. And so, Lisa, when I say, what does it mean for girls to go global? What would you say? Oh, just kind of what we just said to, to bet on yourself, to live limitless. Because if you go global, you're gone beyond the state, the county, and even the country that mm -hmm. you're in. So you're living limitless. So you're going global. So I'll be open to the opportunities that can come your way mm. when you bet on yourself. When you think of yourself as and you see yourself the way God sees you, the sky is the limit. Because oftentimes we don't see ourselves the way people see us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Sometimes we get in our own head and get in our own way. Yeah. Or well, we run with a thought of something somebody said years ago, kindergarten, mm -hmm. third grade, and it yeah. stays with us. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Somebody could say, I enjoyed your presentation, but on the way home, you're you're ripping it apart. I should have stood this way. I shouldn't have wore this outfit. I shouldn't have said this. But meanwhile, you're not focusing on the fact that you touched the life out in that audience. How about that? And that's your goal. Your goal is the audience. It's not so much you. And that's one of the things John Maxwell um, says, your goal is the audience, not you. So if you touch one person, if you inspired one person, you've done your job. Yeah. Well, I love it. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for coming and just chit-chatting with me. This has been great. I am encouraged by your faith. I'm encouraged by your walk and I'm encouraged by your inspiration for others to live limitless. I'm definitely subscribing and I definitely subscribe to Girl Go Global. So yes, this has been the Girl Go Global podcast where faith and works are empowered. If you have not liked, share, and subscribe, what are you waiting for? Because this is a community where we are living out our faith-filled lives with faith, know-how, and grit. So girl, go global.